This is Yeah, That Soccer Show. Your one-stop shop for all your soccer coverage in Greenville and the upstate. We want this show to be driven by you. So make sure you send us an email at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome in, everybody, to episode number 64 of Yeah, That Soccer Show. Yeah, it's been a little bit. It's been a hot minute, but we are back with new equipment ready to chase this team all the way to the USL League One final, which they have clinched a spot in. So on today's program, we're going to look at the year so far for the Greenville Triumph, what it looks like statistically in terms of compared to last year, compared to some of the better teams from last year, what it looks like in terms of a historical standpoint, because it's really been impressive what John Harks has done with this team thus far. We will look at hosting scenarios, what needs to happen in order for Greenville to be able to host the USL League One final in Greenville. And we will look at what team that the Triumph may be playing come October 30th. So let's catch up on some of the news regarding the USL League One final. First off, it's going to be taking place on Friday, October 30th at 8 o'clock p.m., hopefully from Legacy Early College, but that's not sewn up quite yet. The game will be broadcast on ESPN Deportes in Spanish. It will be on ESPN Plus, as always. It will be on Sirius XM Radio, for those of you who might want to listen to the radio call of that final championship match. And just announced today, the game will also be broadcast locally on CW62. That was something I had postulated about last week on the Greenville Triumph Weekly over on the Soccer Down Here Network. About uh, I wasn't sure about the legalities with ESPN having the broadcast rights it going on ESPN Deportes if there would be an option for a local broadcast. But that is great news for everyone. It means a lot of folks around this this area will get to watch this team in a championship game, even if they're not going to be there in person. I imagine that this game, if it is in Greenville, will be a sellout. I know when the initial return for fans information was released, the press release said that the Triumph could have up to 2,000 people in the stadium for a match based on social distancing algorithms and whatnot. Just through conversations I've had and my own observations, I think the number more realistically is probably in that 1,600 range. I don't think that's going to be a problem selling that game out if it is in Greenville as there has been uh, close to 1,000 people at some of these matches so far this year. So, you know, it's not hard to imagine that for a championship match, you would be able to easily get to that number for a sellout. So, But there's still a lot that's got to happen between now and then. Greenville Triumph have three more games on their schedule before they get to that final. But let's talk about what the year has looked at looked like so far. So the Greenville Triumph are averaging 2.38 points per game this season. They only have two losses and one draw on the year. The rest are all wins. And all of those wins, uh, most of those wins, sorry, most of those wins have been shutouts. Nine of 13 games have been clean sheets for Dallas Jay and the defense. But uh, again, again, I say Dallas Jay and the defense because Dallas is 10th in saves in the league. There are people who are ranked higher than him. There's 11 teams. There are 
there are players ranked higher than have more saves than he has that haven't played in every match for their squad. So Dallas is not having to make a lot of saves because the defense is doing so well. You know, we've talked about the last two matches against North Texas and Orlando City B, not a single shot on goal allowed. So, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's been really incredible for Dallas and for the back line this year. They've done a good job of keeping chances to a minimum for other teams. And I think that's going to serve them well as they head towards the championship match. So that 2.38 points per game, here's kind of what that looks like. You know, the old adage is uh, try to win at home and draw on the road. If you do that in a, in a balanced schedule like we have, you would average two points per match. So having 2.38, that's, uh, that's even better than kind of that idealized scenario for a lot of teams uh, in, in league play. Last year, the Triumph finished with 43 points in, 28 match, in a 28-match season. That was good enough for third place for them. Uh, they have a chance to get 40 points in only 16 matches this year if they win out the rest of the way. North Texas last year in 28 matches had 56 points, so they, were aver- they averaged tw- two points per game last year. So the Triumph have a chance to be a better, ta- a better team statistically and in terms of points per game than North Texas was last year. And I think if you've watched this team, you kind of see – that they have that capability. They are a team that is very, very skilled in a lot of areas. Um, Some more statistics to talk about from this year so far. There are three players so far on this team who are currently ranked in the top 10 in goals. Jake Keegan has five, Lachlan has four, and Alex Morell has three. Alex Morell also leads the league in assists with six. He's second place in chances created with 29, and he's first place in crosses delivered with 98. And just to tell you how incredible that number is, second place on the crosses list is 73, and third place is 55. So he's almost double between third place and first place, uh, but 25 more even than the second place second place person. So Alex Morell has been uh, an all-star. He has been an MVP for this team, and he's been an MVP for this league, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him win that award. Now, hosting-wise, Greenville can host the USL League One final. In fact, they are in the driver's seat to do so. They need five points out of a possible nine points remaining to clinch that spot. That number can go down depending on the results that Richmond see. So here's what Richmond has. They have four matches left. Uh, They are at North Texas this weekend. The next weekend, they are at home against Tormenta. Midweek, that last week, they are at Orlando City B, and then they finish the season at home versus the Chattanooga Red Wolves. If Richmond drop any points in any of these matches, so if they if they get a draw, essentially, um, then Greenville just needs a win in one of their last three matches. And considering one of your games is against Orlando City B, that seems highly likely. Um, and and you got to look at this too, Richmond. They, if, if Greenville gets a win, that would be the max number of wins for Richmond that Richmond could achieve. And that's the first tiebreaker. The next tiebreaker then is goal difference. Currently Greenville's at a plus 11, Richmond's at a plus one. And uh, that would mean we would just need one point to secure the hosting responsibilities if we win. So if Friday, if Friday, or if Saturday we get a win on the road in Tucson, we would just need one point between the last two matches to secure our spot. 
And Richmond would need to win out and make up for goal differential to to do that. So I don't think that's happening. So I think as long as you get a win here this coming Saturday, uh, I think you're in good. You you can almost pencil that in. Because the other thing you got to look at is Richmond has played. They're going to wind up playing six games in 21 days. They played this past weekend. They played on Wednesday. They play this Saturday. They play a week later, so they have a week break. Then they play the next Wednesday, then the next Saturday. So they've got a lot of schedule compression here towards the end of the season. Part of that is because they're making up games that were postponed or delayed. They need nine points to clinch a spot in the final, but they are definitely not the only team that can get there. And so we're going to take a quick break here in just a minute, and we will look at the other teams that could potentially face the triumph in the League One final coming up on October 30th. But right now, let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. Welcome back to episode 64 of Yeah That Soccer Show. It is now time to look at who the Greenville Triumph could potentially be facing in the USL League One final. Let's talk about the current USL League One table. Right now, we have in order Greenville in first, Richmond in second, Omaha in third, Chattanooga in fourth, Tucson in fifth, North Texas in sixth, Madison in seventh, Fort Lauderdale in eighth, New England Revolution in ninth, Tormenta in tenth, and Orlando City B in eleventh. That is the current table based on point total at the moment, but with all the different variants in terms of games played, I have done a separate table based on points per game ranking. So this would be more realistic in terms of what position these teams are in. And that table looks like this. Greenville in first, Richmond in second, Omaha in third. So those are unchanged. Fourth place, surprisingly, North Texas. Fifth place, Chattanooga. Sixth place, Forward Madison. Seventh is Tucson. Eighth is New England. Ninth is Fort Lauderdale. And then 10th and 11th, Tormenta and OCB unchanged in that category. In terms of points possible, it's a little bit different. Again, your first three are the same. Greenville, Richmond, Omaha. Madison comes in at fourth in terms of possible points they could get to. North Texas at fifth. Chattanooga at sixth. New England Revolution at seventh. FC Tucson at eighth. Fort Lauderdale at ninth. And then South Georgia Georgia Tormenta and OCB at 10th and 11th. They have both been statistically eliminated from playoff contention. Fort Lauderdale has not been statistically eliminated. Their points possible is 23 currently, which is the number of points that Richmond sits at at the moment. And if Fort Lauderdale wins out and Richmond loses out to get them equal at that 23, um, they would be even on wins, and then it would come down to goal differential. But let's be honest, if that happens, if Fort Lauderdale wins out, gets to 23 points, and Richmond loses out and finishes to 23, then Fort Lauderdale still would not be in to the playoffs because someone else on this list would have beat Richmond, and that probably would vault them above Fort Lauderdale. So, you know, there's technically nine te- eight teams still in the running for that second playoff spot. Uh, I think we can eliminate... Fort Lauderdale, probably FC Tucson with 23 and 24 as their possible points. 
you know, where it gets interesting, I think Chattanooga probably has played themselves out of it with a loss yesterday. Their total points possible is 27. And like I said, Richmond currently sits at 23, and they've got four games to play. So feels like they'll probably get above 27. Um, so I really think realistically – you're looking at Richmond, Omaha, Madison, and North Texas as your potential final opponents. In terms of points possible, Richmond at 35, they're in the driver's seat. Omaha at 31, Madison at 30, North Texas at 29. And again, Chattanooga 27, New England 26, Tucson 24, Fort Lauderdale 23. Uh, In terms of preference, who I would like to play of those eight teams available, I would love to... I think first my first choice would be Fort Lauderdale. I think my second choice would be the Revolution, even though they did beat Greenville uh, earlier this year. I don't think that would happen again. Third place, FC Tucson is who I'd want to play. Then Chattanooga, which might seem surprising, them being that high on my preference list, but I don't think Chattanooga uh, scares me as much as some of these other teams. Omaha would be there at number five. Number six would be Madison. Madison has never beaten Greenville, but I think they have more firepower than Omaha does, and I think they could actually find a result potentially. North Texas would be in that seven position just because I don't really want a uh, a, a do-over from last year's final, and I, and I don't want to see them bringing down Ricardo Pepe and all these people to come play against Greenville in a final And then the team that I least want to see in that final is Richmond because I do think Richmond is the one team that will give Greenville the hardest time. Uh, We've split the games with them, obviously, this season, and I think being at home would be helpful, but Richmond still has potential that they could be at home. So that's the team I least want to play, but it's also the team that's the most likely to play, so we'll just push forward and, and leave it there. I did look at strength of schedule, for the remaining teams, for the game, remaining games for the teams that are still in contention, uh, the team with the hardest schedule remaining of those that are not statistically eliminated already is Union Omaha. So Omaha, even though they're sitting in third place in terms in, in all the tables in terms of where they are currently, their points possible and their points per game, they have the hardest road towards the final. And those uh, strength of schedule ratings were based on points per game, the points per game rankings. Uh, the second hardest schedule is Fort Lauderdale, who is all but eliminated anyway. The third hardest is Madison. So Madison, you know, your three and four teams there, the ones that are chomping at uh, Richmond's heels, have the uh, the first and third hardest schedule remaining. So that's going to make it even better, even more enticing for Richmond to be able to make that final spot. The number four in the string schedule, FC Tucson. Number five, Chattanooga. Number six, North Texas. Number seven is Greenville. Number eight is New England Revolution. So they actually have an easier schedule than Greenville does down the stretch. And the easiest schedule for the end of the season is, of course, Richmond. So all that to say, I think it's highly likely that we are going to see Richmond in the final. But I think it is, you know, Richmond losing last week really helped Greenville in terms of being able to host there is a chance that Richmond could still host but I really think this is Greenville's to lose and I would love to see them lock it up this weekend or or early next week just so they can start to maybe get some rotation get some guys a little bit of rest get healthy leading into that final because we want all hands on deck especially if we're going to be playing at home in front of fans 
Now let's talk a little bit about the game this weekend. FC Tucson going to be a little bit of Greenville triumph after dark, starting at 10.30 p.m. My goodness, on Saturday night. Going to be going into Sunday morning, this game. So hope you're ready. Get your coffee out and ready. FC Tucson, not going to go into a ton of detail, but they are the team in this league, I think, that plays the most like Greenville. They... They want to, uh, they don't care as much about possession. They're going to be very defensive. They don't give a lot of opportunities um, for teams to score, but there will be opportunities there. There will be opportunities to for Greenville to get some goals in this match. And I think that's going to play into Greenville's hands, especially the way they've been playing the last couple of matches where they've really been trying to push into the box a lot more and create chances. A couple of names to watch out for. Um, Niall Logue is the he's the passing leader in the league. He's the guy that is going to do all the link up play for this team. He is a defender, so they are going to build up out of the back. Um, you will see it come through the middle mostly through Charlie Dennis. He's the he's the chance creator on this team. He's the guy that's going to be um, looking to set up opportunities for their two attacking threats. Who is Azad Liadi? Is the I would say the the guy who plays more, he got the start this this last match. And then Shaq Adams, who I think is probably their most dangerous player. Uh, that is going to be what you're looking at with FC Tucson. But again, I think Greenville's defense, because FC Tucson likes to build out the back, I think, I think that plays into Greenville's hands a little bit. And I also think Greenville will have opportunities to score in this game. I expect that this will be a tough-fought road win, assuming that this game is all hands on deck. Now, one thing we haven't talked about is because you're flying across country for this game and then your your last two games are um, at home against Union Omaha and then a short trip down to Orlando to play a pretty bad Orlando team, is this a situation where maybe you don't send everybody to Tucson? Maybe you don't fly with a full team. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't have any reason to believe that's true, but if you're looking looking at the way the table looks, looking at the way the scenarios look, I think I wouldn't be shocked if not everybody made this travel, this road trip, just for coronavirus reasons, for uh, rest reasons. But at the same time, you want to have enough people on your bench to be able to fill it out. And, you know, the, the triumph or not, the the fullest teams in term one of the fullest teams in terms of roster depth. This would be a match where I wouldn't be surprised to see Max Hemmings get some play, maybe even get a start. Um, and some of those other guys, uh, you know, I don't know where Abdi is in terms of fitness, but if he's back to being able to play, you might see him a little bit. Uh, but I think this is, a, I think you could see some rotation in the starting lineup for this match. And so, if they win, I could see them going all out and winning, and I could also see them maybe rotating and, and not worrying about uh, the travel for everybody on this one. So this will be an interesting match to to check out. But if if it's at full strength, I'm thinking this is going to be a a two nil victory for the triumph on Saturday night slash early Sunday morning, and uh, and then they'll be looking pretty to host the League One. Final at Legacy early on October 30th. So uh, thanks for checking out the show today, guys. Uh, as you can tell, I'm losing my voice a little bit, so hopefully uh, will not be this scratchy and growly in the future. But uh, I'm working on planning plenty more stuff to cover this team, especially 
if we're uh, if we're hosting, but but definitely even going towards that final week. Uh, want to hope I'm I'm hoping I can maybe try to plan to have some a a piece of content every day that week leading up to the championship game. So. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at YTSS Podcast. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you, and we will talk to you guys next time.